the multiplication of the loaves. Good morning, Christian America. When Jesus in John chapter six that we're going to talk about today multiplies the loaves of bread and the fish from the young boy, it's not merely a nice tale about how we should share. It's a tale about the power of God. It's an example that Jesus provides for us to take what little bit that we offer, that we have, and multiply it to feed not only ourselves, but everyone around us. Let's get into the word of God today. The gospel according to John chapter six, we're going to start at verse one. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing Christian American revitalization effort, where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We do that in a variety of ways. One of those ways is this podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast, where we bring to you scripture and we hope to inspire, inform, and educate you in the power of God and the necessity of him in our lives. And in the lives of our friends, in the lives of our family, in the lives of our community, in the lives of our country, that he should be embedded in us and everything that we do, everything that we say, and how we portray ourselves to the world so that people may see the love of Christ within us. We also do this by providing a website, ChristianAmericanTees.com, that you can go to and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel, something similar to the hand-to-hand combat tee that I'm wearing right now. You can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and purchase purchase yourself something that says to the world that you are a Christian, that you put Christ at the forefront of your lives, that you love this country for what it stands for and what it can be. But it can only reach its full potential if we collectively turn our attention and our minds and our hearts and our our eyes and our uh, love God. And so, friends, we come to you today to get into the Word of God as we do every Monday. Today, we're going to talk about the multiplication of the loaves, where Jesus, as we're about to read and I'm about to show to you, takes what little the people have and through his power provide for everyone with some left over. And it's through that power, it's because of that power, that we can achieve whatever it is that he's destined for us. No matter how fallen we are, no matter how frail we are, no, you know how many, no, no matter how many faults we have, it's what we bring to Jesus that he can take and multiply into abundance. And so with, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the word of God. The gospel of John, chapter six, verse one, the multiplication of the loaves says, after this, Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee, of Tiberias. A large crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was performing on the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus raised his eyes and saw a large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, where are we going to buy enough food for them to eat? He said this to test him, because 
he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him 200 days wages worth of food would not be enough for each of them to have even a little bit. One of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what good are these for so many? Jesus said, have the people recline. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place. So the men reclined about 5,000 in number. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them to those who were reclining, and also as much of the fish as they wanted. When they had their fill, he said to the disciples, gather the fragments left over so that nothing will be wasted. So they collected them and filled 12 wicker baskets with fragments from the barley loaves that had been more than they could eat. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, this is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Since Jesus knew that they were going to come and carry him off to make him king, he withdrew to the mountain alone. Friends, in this passage, we see the full power and majesty of Jesus on a hillside interacting with the people who are so desperate for purpose, so desperate for meaning, recognizing the great deeds that he has done for others, for the sick, for the lame. They come far and wide on foot to see Jesus. How many of us today struggle just to get in their car to go see Jesus in church? How many of us struggle just to find one hour a week to worship and praise Jesus. These people came far and wide from a hillside on feet carrying their kids. They said, scripture says there was 500 men. That doesn't even take into account the women and the children that were there. Obviously, there were children there because scripture says a boy had five loaves of bread and two fish. So the first lesson we should take from this is that we should be seeking Christ. We should be seeking Jesus regardless of what it takes of our time and our energy. But he must be our priority. And wherever he goes, we shall go. If he goes to the mountain, we go to the mountain. If he goes into the city, we go into the city. Where he wants us, we should go. We should be yearning for him. We should be seeking him. We should be following him and praising him. As St. Paul says, praying at all times. What happens is that he tests his own disciples. So when people say God doesn't test you, scripture just said Jesus tested Philip by asking him this question. What are we going to do? How are we going to feed all these people? All these people who hunger, not only for food, but for knowledge. And the knowledge takes priority because they know they don't have any food. But they want to see Jesus anyway, and he's the priority. And Philip, as a being a faulty human and, and lacking of understanding, as we all are, says to Jesus, 200 days wages wouldn't have enough, wouldn't be able to buy enough food for all these people. And so when they point out that the young boy has five 
loaves of bread and two fish, Jesus' response is, bring them to me. And then he gives thanks, right? He blesses the bread. He blesses that small amount that comes from the crowd, that comes from the least person, not one of the men, the 5,000 men, but a boy, someone weak, someone small, someone the world would probably consider insignificant. You could even parallel that with David going against Goliath. Someone unexpected has just a bit. But when Jesus gets it and he gives thanks, he's able to feed 5,000 men and all the women and all the children and everybody eats their fill. Everybody is full thanks to the love and the power of God. And then what happens? He says, gather up the extras that is left over. So not only is Jesus able to take that small amount and feed so many, he has so much more to even give. So much so that there's 12 wicker baskets full of leftovers. A lot of people, or there's some people out there that try to use this as some kind of story about how people should share. Sure, people should share and be able to take whatever they have and divide it up amongst them and, and share with one another. That's a way to look at this passage. But I think if that's all you see in this passage, I think you fall well short of the intended uh, uh, outcome of Jesus's intention in this moment and John's intention as his disciple to bring it to you in this fashion. Because sure, there's an element of sharing that's involved, but the overarching principle is that one, people have so much faith that they follow Jesus anywhere. And scripture says at the end of it, he knew they wanted to carry him away and make him their king. They were so passionate and learning and understanding and seeing Jesus and the power that he has that they come far and wide and without regard to any of the necessities of the world to include food. And in turn, their faith, their commitment, their action spurs Jesus to take just a small portion of the least of the crowd and multiply it so grand and so great to feed every single person and then have many, many left over. The power of God to be able to take whatever little bit that you have and multiply that little bit into an abundance. And I don't, I don't mean money. The prosperity folks will talk, talk in this sense of abundance as in money and material goods. That's not what I mean. You can, you can put that veneer on there if you want to, but again, you fall short. He's able to take just a small bit of your faith and multiply it into something that you just have to speak about, that you have to live about, that you have to engage the world in. He can take just a small morsel of love and compassion for your neighbor or for him or for someone else, for your spouse, for your children. And when you give it to Jesus, he can multiply it to be a better husband, to be a better father, to be a better neighbor, to be a better son, to be a better aunt, uncle. 
It doesn't have to always be about material goods. Matter of fact, it should never be always about material goods. The lesson of this story, the, the reason John brings it to you is to showcase the power of Jesus from even the smallest person, from the smallest morsel. That if we have what we have and we're thankful for God for blessing us with it, whatever it is, one single gift. The gift of patience, the gift of kindness, the gift of generosity, the gift, the gift of, of, of intelligence, the gift of height, the gift of strength, the gift of endurance, the gift of perseverance, the gift of anything, the gift to listen, the gift to talk. Whatever we have, if we can stop concentrating on the things that we don't have and focus on the things that we do have, and we bring that just that little bit to Jesus, he can multiply it into something that we couldn't even think of five minutes before. And we know that because scripture here tells us that. John shows us this, and it's not only in John's gospel, it's in other gospels. The power of Jesus is real. And the multiplication of the loaves is just an example, an easily identified example, so that even the most basic understanding and the most basic reading can provide you with this message. Friends, if you support what we're trying to do here, if you like listening and, and, and seeing and having scripture read to you in context, in order, so that you won't be led astray or manipulated by people who like to twist the words of the gospel and cherry pick things from different uh, places to fit a narrative, to fit an agenda, we don't ask for your participation. We, we don't ask for your donation. We ask for your participation by subscribing to this podcast, subscribing to this YouTube channel, subscribing to this Rumble channel, following us on all the social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parler, Getter. We're on all the social media platforms. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian America apparel because this is what we are engaged in. We are engaged in hand-to-hand -hand combat like this where we pray to jesus that he takes what little we have and multiply it and friends with that until next time you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america